up with this list. Some of the whatever face podcast. Oh, but you at least got to get the name right. Is that not it? Whatever face is it? Is it that what it's called? No, that's what they said it was okay, called. Okay, whatever okay. face podcast. I thought you were just oh. missing it. I'm like. Tashina Arnold face. This is your first time here. I'm sorry. That's how I introduce people up here. I get a, a random celebrity name. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes not so good. Uh, oh next time God. you come up here, it might be something else. But I figured we start off. Uh, Renata, how are you? I'm amazing. I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> all right so being that this is your first time up here i do have to give this disclaimer um this is not hello beautiful people in a good way <laughs> you can you can be free uh say express yourself however you see fit um don't hinder yourself if you feel like you need to be censored don't just let it flow just go with it go with it uh, I want you to be as <laughs> relaxed as humanly possible. So if that means you have to have um, libations or um, some delightful cookies or something by your side, by all means, indulge is what I'm trying to say to you. Relax, relate, release. I love that for me. <laughs> All right. So being that it's your first time up here, before we get into anything crazy, um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions completely random. Don't oh, think about God. the answer. Don't think about the answer. Just shoot the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I hope so. You and me both. All right. <laughs> let's, start, let's start here. How fast can you say the alphabet? Yeah, a minute that long? No, maybe thirty seconds. Well, well, well. That might be too long too. The second part of that question is, can you do it? I'm starting the timer in three, two, go. A B C D E F G H I J K L M P Q R C V W X Y Z. Maybe five, five seconds. seconds. I don't know if I even said enunciated <laughs> that's that a different seconds. story you got through it in five seconds um i would go but because i'm the host i don't have to uh, but yeah five seconds is the time to beat i'll keep your score up here for ongoing record for anybody else that comes up but five seconds is the time to beat <laughs> secondly <laughs> what nickname have you been called that you hate Oh, rent a car. Oh my God. Rent a car. So annoying and dumb. How do you get rent a car from Renata? Why would you even say rent a car? Why would that even be something you think about when you think about me? I don't know. Uh, rent a car. I don't know. People used to call me Corey Read a book because my last name is Reed, and that's the worst thing nickname that I could have had was Corey Readable. And I used to say it all the time. Although uh, I will say with my last name being Cardenas or my middle name being Del Carmen. Rent a car, I get it, but no. Renata, Del Carmen, Cardenas. I wasn't yeah. gonna go there, but you you put it right <laughs> at the rim for me. And here we are. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, let's keep going. What strange thing would you like to happen at your funeral to make people laugh? <laughs> strange thing at my funeral? Uh, my family is full of comedians. I would have to say one of my cousins singing. And I, it just came to mind because uh, one of my cousins passed away earlier this year and at his repass, one of my other cousins decided to sing one of my older cousins it was pure comedy so I, I need that before the repass <laughs> at the service I need it at the service um, I, would, I would like uh, a roast to break out at my funeral um, <laughs> oh my god because uh, I'm known make people laugh that's my uh, I want to say god-given gift I used to get in trouble for it in school when we I wasn't really did. trying, but yeah, that'd be my, I, I would want a roast to break out. Um, whoever starts, starts, but yeah, I actually want to do a roast on my birthday and I'm going to make that happen one of these years, but yeah, I would like a roast. One last send off. All right, two more. And then we can start this thing. Uh, if you can marry a fictional character, who would it be? Fictional character. Um, oh my God. Why did that come to mind? You know. <laughs> so have you, well, two people came to mind, uh, which is both toxic now that I think about it. Um, so one is the Robert De Niro character in Heat, hmm. the movie Heat. That's a toxic relationship. Hmm. Um, and uh, Lord, I had, oh, oh man, I have a thing for Nas. So Belly, Nas, the character in Belly. Are you going to Africa? Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> Let's go, babe. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Well, I wasn't expecting Robert De Niro at all. That's a, a shock and a half, but I'm glad because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Sometimes love. I play uh, Grand Theft Auto with the game on mute, but with the movie Heat playing in the background. And I only play the gun, the bank, um, bank scene towards the oh end. Oh my god! And I have it going through the speakers, and I do that when I'm doing a, a heist in GTA. It makes me feel like I'm part of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is amazing. I, it's like the first time every time. Before I ask you this last question, uh, you kind of have me segueing here for two seconds. But who, in your opinion, is worse? Ginger from Scarface or mm -hmm. <laughs> that mm, uh, Ginger from Scarface or um, 
What's this girl's name? Oh, man. No, I'm sorry. Ginger from Casino. I was about to say, okay, because in my mind, I saw pink suits and... Wait, no. Yeah, Sam Rothstein's wore pink suits. Okay. Ginger from Casino or Elvira from Scarface? Hmm. 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 That is a good one. I I have a soft spot for Elvira, so I have to say Ginger. Really? <laughs> you know, uh, the life is tricky sometimes. <laughs> It's tricky sometimes. Um, I also love Michelle Pfeiffer as an actress. I adore these movies for different reasons. Like, um, my father's Cuban, so there's just a different... I have different emotions with Scarface. And I also... Casino and Scarface, the fashion is just phenomenal. So I, I love these movies for different reasons. Um, and the women who play these roles. But I would have to say Ginger. Yeah, Ginger was, uh, she did my man Sam dirty. Mm-hmm. Completely dirty. If you haven't, we'll get to that later. Uh, last mm-hmm. question. If your office had a show and tell for adults, what would be the thing you'd be most proud to display? A show at my job? Mm-hmm. Um, most proud, I'd have to say my daughter, which they've met multiple times and they are obsessed with her. My greatest creation of all time. I like that, but I'm going to force you to pick another one because that's the, that's the cop out <laughs> answer. Oh gosh. Um, what would I be most proud of? Uh, you know what? My my uh, photo album in my phone. It is so sanctified, saved, and filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> there. <laughs> I can freely allow people to swipe through my my phone and pictures, all of that. Enjoy. I feel like I feel like there's a, a hidden folder that says no. something. Because <laughs> there's no. no way. No, my phone my phone is saved. Sanctified Holy Ghost Field? Yes. Fire okay. baptized. All right. We haven't catch you slipping one day. The first thing that's going to happen is we're going to go through your phone to make sure it is completely safe and sanctified. <laughs> that is hilarious. I promise you it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So just don't search you. the messages. Don't don't oh, put any. <laughs> oh, oh. That, okay. 
That's the part the, that ain't seen sanctified. Okay. The photo album, I have no control over what people send me. My photo album, clean. Right, right. Mm-hmm. What so there you have it. That's where, that's where. <laughs> okay. So check the messages first. You got it. Don't even look for the, don't even do the photo because you go bored. Check the messages. Got it. Heard you. <laughs> but um i met you on hello beautiful people podcast and it's through talking with you for a couple of weeks uh being in group chats with you and following you on social media that i discovered some stuff about you and wanted to bring you up in a positive light because i've been celebrating black women and uh I was going to say entertain, but that's not what I mean. Black, black women, celebrating black women, period, in the corporate world. And Thank you for that. Listen, I am an ally as I have my fists raised in the air. Um, <laughs> but in some conversations that come up, I found out that you are a principal. I'm a director of operations. Is that, is that the same as principal? So uh, in the what I do in the day, um, my nine to five, so to speak, I work in education in an organization, middle school, mm-hmm. where there's a dual leadership model. So in a typical school, there is just a principal and that organization then there are others under the principal, like deans, assistant principal, et cetera. Um, I work in a dual leadership model. So we are essentially two that operate as one, but we manage two different uh, uh, work streams, if that makes sense. That's, so that's the humble way of saying you are a principal. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that can be mis that can be misleading for people. So I like to clarify because it, it is very different. Our work streams are very different. Okay, well I, you don't have to call yourself that. I'm calling you that. So okay. we're not on the principle. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. So on, I guess my question has to start from the beginning. Um, Listening to your podcast, Reimagine Sonata, if you guys are yeah. uh, already uh, followers, I'm going to put all this stuff in the description. But I have to go back to the beginning. And listening to your podcast, there's a couple things before we get into education that I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Um, and listening, I found out you're a writer. Yeah. I found out that you're uh, very creative. I don't know what what avenue that creation mm-hmm. went into. If it was creating uh, pieces, if it was styling, but I'm here yeah. to ask you about all that stuff. So let's start from the beginning. Who is Renata? Ooh, that is such a loaded question. Um, so. It, when I was in high school, if you would have asked me like what 
or if you would have told me that I would one day lead um, a middle school through a pandemic, I probably would have been like, whatever, <laughs> laughed, <laughs> rolled my eyes. Um, I was very into fashion. My mom, for most of her career, was a nurse um, and still is in some capacity, even though she's retired. She does a lot of things part time, but I was into fashion she was a seamstress and actually still is uh not as often but um she designs and so sells creates a lot of things that I either wear or for shows performances etc which I'll get into um so I was naturally passionate about f- fashion and like serving or, or supporting others um, having a mom that was a nurse, I was able to see her in um, different uh, facets and kind of learn her as a, a woman who is a nurse and like supportive of others. Because naturally as a nurse, you kind of have this desire to he- help people heal. And mm-hmm. so um I kind of took that on in a different way in ways of supporting my community. So in school, I did things like uh, I was like peer mediator, supporting deans with like um, student issues. I was in like clubs that supported students um, who were dealing with social emotional uh, issues. I was at, uh, when I was in high school, I'm telling my age, um, AIDS, HIV campaigns were really, really big. And I had mm-hmm. the knowledge from my mom who was, um, a nurse. I had that knowledge. So I was able to like, um, build awareness around that awareness around voting. And so I was always kind of active in my community in that way. Um, but my passion was for dance and fashion. Dance was like my outlet, my hobby, performing, and like fashion is what I um, ended up studying in school. So the early part of my career, I um, worked at a lot of retail jobs. I um, worked DKNY, Bloomingdale's, Banana Republic, like so many different retail stores and then um, went to school for fashion. And one of um, my first experiences with fashion and entertainment was working with wardrobe stylist Tiffany Hasborn, who right now is killing the game. She um, works with on P Valley. She's done uh, movies with Michael B. Jordan. She's done um, Ballers. Is that a show with Denzel's son, John Washington? Mm -hmm. Is that ball? Yeah. So she does a lot of that. But when I worked with her, we worked with Tyrese. We worked with Cheetah Girls, High School Musical cast. Um, Hold on, hold on, Renata, by your feet. There's a couple names over there on the floor. Um, The name (laughs) is dropped on the floor if you want (laughs) to. Well, I mean, this was my experience. Um, And it... It really, I learned a lot about music industry, um, but I and entertainment overall. And I would say it, it was fun. It was a lot of work, but um, at that time, I didn't feel like it was 
purposeful. Remember I said, like I did a lot in my community and I was used to mm-hmm. being that support or being supportive to others in that way. And I didn't really find that in the fashion industry at that time. Um, companies weren't so concerned about being socially uh, conscious and it just wasn't as big as it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, I've done so much, I've, re- I've had, I've, <laughs> it's crazy. I feel like I've lived so much and I'm so young. <laughs> I've been a 411 operator. That's before Verizon was even Verizon. I think it was like Bell Atlantic at the time. Wow. Right. <laughs> um, I've also worked in um, higher education, which is what I immediately did after wardrobe styling. I met my daughter's father. I had my daughter and wardrobe styling was amazing, but it was not consistent work. It's like net 30. Like you get paid in 30 days, 60 days, mm-hmm. depending on a project, you traveling a lot and having a daughter, I wanted to be more cons- consistent um, a consistent income, but also consistently there. Um, my family is very big on like nurturing your children and being with them and close to them when they're young. And so that was how I transitioned into education. And I started in higher ed, um, which was interesting because I worked at a fashion college. So I was kind of able to still remain close to the industry um, and support students with getting uh, internships and jobs at big corporations that they were passionate about, magazines like Chanel and Vogue and Harper's Bazaar. It was cool to kind of marry the two and really support students with um, achieving their goals and finding the careers of their dreams. You know, a lot of people move to New York City and want to live the dream so at that time it felt good to like do both so that was like my initial path into like education but hold on one second yeah hold on one second so did you at one point or um yourself or your students did you talk anybody into selling vector knives or was that something that was off the table (laughs) selling what (laughs) I know you remember Vector Knives, the little knife set that every person in high school at one point was considering as a career path because it seemed lucrative. No, no but people okay. did try to sell them to me. Um, <laughs> one thing, uh, honestly, um, my first like experience with entrepreneurship was like... <laughs> now that I think back, like I could be so stinking filthy rich, um, was online shopping. And um, I worked with an organization that was launching this company. They were not so much an Amazon, but more kind of like an Amazon really. But this was in 2001 when nobody even, people barely had computers at home much less like logging on and putting their credit card information to make purchases. And well, it was so crazy because I was so hyped. And you know, this is right after Y2K. 
So I'm like, listen, you need to do this. You can get cash back. Like you can shop at Gap. You can shop at all Old Navy, all these places. You can like have it delivered to your door and you get cash back. And people would be like, okay. And now you're just sorcery. What do you mean? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I was so hyped and mad. Like, do people not see where the world is going? Like, what are they? What do they do? They not know. And now you can't keep like people shop online through their phone. It's like so wild. People that don't go to stores and they only shop online. Okay. Can I tell you something that I do because I I dislike trying clothes on in oh, stores. There wow. we go. I don't I don't like it. So certain stores, especially stores that have online um, like websites that carry the same thing, because some places like their online um, stuff is different from in store, particularly like Zara. I have their app, so I'll scan the <laughs> tickets in the store, and then the item will pop up on my phone so I can see how it fits, because you you don't know how it fits when it's on a hanger. So I'll scan the ticket and then, like, look at it on my phone and determine, like, if I want it, and then I still won't even buy it in the store. I'll just add it to cart and go home and think about it and then, like, buy it online. And I know people look at me in a store like I'm crazy. Like, what is she doing? Does she work here? <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's like scanning merchandise and walking away. Like, what is happening? But yeah, to that point, people, the world has evolved so much and it makes me feel so much older than I am. Because I just want to keep reiterating that I'm young. Forever young, I believe the song <laughs> yeah. said. Uh, all right, so we're in this this space where you're working in a college, but still fashion based. That kind of yeah. moves you into higher education. Um, right. With everything that you said, because from talking with you, not just tonight, but on uh, the pod and in the group chat. You do seem like you have a care for people. So that doesn't surprise me that that was at the forefront of what you wanted to do in terms of making sure people um, were advancing as best they could. So fashion now transition into higher education. Do you mm-hmm. see that? Do you see this as like a rest stop until you figure it out? Or this is like, you know what, this is where my passion truly lies and let's see what happens here type thing. So plot twist again, (laughs) because at that time I was like, I enjoyed my job and I enjoyed what I did, but that entrepreneurial spirit, like it just kept pulling on me. And here I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take this leap of faith. Um, And I am going to jump off or jump out the window with this one. So I quit my job. 
um, and started freelancing again. So you named I was a writer. So I, I started uh, doing a lot of writing, freelance writing, ghost writing, writing for people different. Oh, you got things. bars? Well, not 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 music. Although oh. I've worked with, <laughs> I I do, I'm not saying I don't have bars. I'm just saying that's not what I did. So um, I wrote like I'd write people's like essays for like their college admissions I'd write anything bios a lot of people in the industry like artists musicians who needed bios people in entertainment I would do that um and I actually started freelancing out Ralph Lauren um in their creative studio and so at the time I just had my hands in so many different things trying to figure out like what my business and what my brand would be um Mm -hmm. And I did that and spent a lot of time also supporting my church uh, for about, I want to say, four years. Yeah, I quit my job in 2011. So, yeah, like four years. What church is this? New Life Cathedral. Get the heck out of here! With the great Archbishop Rochford. My man Rocky is in the house. Yeah. Yeah. When I say the world is small, let me tell you something. Um, tiny. It's tiny. Mel and Joe are like a brother and sister. Not like a brother. Those. That's my brother and sister from a different Mr. and Ma'am. Um, I have, our families have been around each other forever. And yes, I never knew you were Rocky's church. Okay. Yes, I love them with my whole heart, my entire heart. Six degrees of separation. I believe your brother, your brother knows me well. You can ask him. You know what? I don't uh, <laughs> disagree with that because now that you say that, it's opening up a whole bunch of other people that I feel like we know together uh-huh. collectively. Mm-hmm. I won't mm-hmm. put no names out there, but it's my, I'm gonna ask my brother when his podcast is over. You know what, Adam? Don't believe anything he tells you, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love the quick jump. You, and this, this is one of the things I did notice about you uh, in potting is that you have this very smooth, silky voice, but there is times where oh, you can interject. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, 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 I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to interview <laughs> voice right now. <laughs> 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 I won't believe anything that he says, but I will ask if he knows you. You see, the thing about me and my brother, and we're going to get back to you, is that he was around uh, because he was the PK that didn't mind going to afternoon mm-hmm. service and all the concerts. I wanted to take my behind home. Oh, right. the service is over at, at one? You said afternoon service. <laughs> all right, I'll catch you next Sunday. But so that's where my brother, like when people hear that me and my brother are related, it's like, there's no way. We never seen you around. It was like, that was on purpose. I, yeah, I, I praise God in the morning and I went home. 
and enjoy the rest of my Sunday. But back to you. Mm-hmm. You quit. You are supporting the church. This is a great story. I like mm-hmm. it. You support your church. Um, Archmule Spirit is still knocking, pulling at your coattails. Yeah. And where does that take you? Um, it takes me to back to like um, at the time what I appreciated about freelancing was that it gave me the time freedom to really be present with my daughter so I'm a single mom I've raised her on my own since she was six months old and at that time she was in like elementary school so I was able to be a class parent and I was really involved in like her education and the environment she was in learning who the people were that were caring for her and you know, just ensuring that I was being um, supportive of her, but also making informed decisions about her education and like Mm -hmm. learning who she is. And even now working in education, I realized like parents don't really know the, the talents and the gifts that their children have in its fullness because they don't get to see them as much as educators or like those who are caregivers for them while they are off working. So I appreciated that. And as she got closer to middle school, I was like, you know, like, I like having the ability to be around children. They're so curious. They are magnificent. They um, are brilliant. Their minds are, while their minds are sponges, they still bring so much to the world that we don't pay attention to. And they, they think differently. It's not bogged down by, um, trauma or like fear. They, um, are seeking a, uh, a life that we once were seeking, but they, obviously the next generation sees it from a different perspective so in a sense it was kind of like inspiring to me to work with the children but also felt like I was still able to support and really pour into my community so was it um you you're bringing your daughter up I, mm-hmm. one that's commendable on itself I didn't want to stop you and give you an applause for that because I feel like that's that's an accomplishment on its own um, bring with your daughter through middle school and now seeing that you have this growing passion to further uh, kids involvement because you mentioned uh, talents and gifts that parents may not see because they drop their kid off or sometimes their kids on their own in, in terms of getting to school and getting home. And right. educators are primarily the uh, main people in that child's life. So right. at what age for your daughter from middle school to you saying, you know what, I'd rather be in a school or was it I need to be in her school? Because that's two separate things. Right. So so I actually, she was in like uh, a wrapping up elementary school and I 
applied for a role at a middle school and it just it worked out where she was able to attend the middle school that I was at but I it wasn't planned for me to work where she went to school she just uh, upon finishing elementary went up into the middle school that I was at um but during that time, I was also working with the youth a lot, working with the youth at church and kind of like doing Bible study for middle school age group. Um, I would host workshops and different events for kids outside of like summer stuff for them to do mm-hmm. to keep their minds sharp and like STEM programs and like fitness Um and I was also on a dance ministry. So I would also be working with Melissa. You probably know Mel. Um, My God, this, yo, come on. Yes. Man. I, I'm going to have to hit you offline about all these people <laughs> that we had in common. Yeah. So I was like, I was with her on a dance ministry with the kids. So like there are plenty of dance for joys with me dancing with the kids, her, the kids. I mean, we have a show coming up on Juneteenth. Um which I'm excited about. It's celebrating Black possibility. Are you going to have the um, strawberry cheesecake ice cream? I don't know. No? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know nothing right. about that. Well, it's at a, a different organization in East Harlem, so I'm not clear on like everything that'll be happening, but I know it'll be um, very uplifting and a lot to experience throughout the week, but we're just performing on Juneteenth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I ended up in a middle school. I started um, in operations management and kind of just every year I was promoted, um, which now that I think back, it was kind of like every year I was like, this is a lot. But my passion for the kids and just like to be a support to my community kept me going and like pushing me toward. I also didn't feel led to leave. There are times when God is just like, okay, this is the end of this chapter. Um, And I was, I didn't have that. I had like the growing pains because I definitely grew as a person and as a leader um you know you get a job you take a job you want to take care of your family you want to take care of yourself and like create a better life for yourself and then it starts to become like this leadership role where you are thinking less of yourself in your job and more about the people that you are leading in this job and you know the results you're looking for not just with um your staff but like with the students and the families because it's not it's no longer about just educating children you are really supporting an entire household with each child you're supporting a household let me ask you a question right here um you casually say I got promoted every year. I want to ask you as an African-American woman in education, was it as easy as you just made it seem or did it come with 
it's uh, bumps and bruises, it's uh, brick walls, and oh, I got to find another way around. Or did it happen as easy? Because you said it like, oh, you know, I, I get up and breathe every day. Got to go to every day. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, th- it was not. I think um, when I think back, I've, I think having as much ex- work experience as I had in the past in the different environments that I worked in, right? From going from like fashion retail to like, hip-hop culture higher ed in these different spaces by no means were all of those experiences spectacular there were definitely some moments where I was like okay I'm black in America and today I definitely feel the divide um Mm -hmm. working in with this organization and in this setting in a middle school um I had the what I think is truly a blessing because not many people get to experience this I had people who genuinely cared about my development my professional Mm -hmm. development um who were not black and not just cared about me but also my daughter because at the time she was also um a student there so there was I don't want to say extra attention, but there was like um, this care and concern for the steps I was taking to ensure that I could be promoted and that I was uh, developing enough to be ready for the seat that I'm in now. Okay, I'm going to fast forward us to where we are now. Um, As a I'm calling you a principal, but you said director of operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, in, they're interchangeable, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they can be uh, on any uh, given day. So right now, in this climate of craziness that's happening everywhere, mm-hmm. you know what? Mm-hmm. Not even right now. Let's go back. Mm-hmm. Um being in education for Columbine, being in education for Sandy Hook, being in education for Uvalde. Um, speak to me about the space that you have to be in outside of being prayerful, but leading a building of kids mm-hmm. and also adults that you have to uh, keep in mind. Talk to me about your mind space, um, how you decompress, um, all of that stuff during these times, because it ain't like you just, or you could go in with the mindset of, oh, well, it's just me and F all y'all. But talk to me about your mindset um, with the people that you're responsible for. It's tricky because you want being a woman in leadership and then being a black woman in leadership. There's this like already this stigma and stereotypes like you could potentially be an angry black woman or you, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and so 
there are times when I have to be direct because I noticed that, especially now um, after COVID-19 hit the world, that people are in self-preservation mode. And Mm -hmm. it makes sense, right? Everything is like self-care. And I'm an advocate for self-care. So I'm not opposed to people caring for themselves mentally physically emotionally spiritually like do all that because I need you to be your best self when you show up here but people self-preservation is just about making sure I'm good while self-care is about making sure I'm good so that I can go back out and be a support and I think while people want to do that, the lines get very blurry when there's so much negativity. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time, like obviously prayer, but I spent a lot of time reminding myself of like what I've been through because while we're talking about all of the great things today, there's a lot that not of not so great things that have happened, which I, I talk, touch on some things in my book, but I remind myself of what I've been through. And then it, it kind of starts to make sense, like what it, what those challenges did for me as a person and how I was able to grow and become a bit more fearless and, uh, be able to stand in the middle of situations that seem, uh, unbearable or like cause despair for others and I the my staff knows that I'm I'm crazy about them that I I want to be sure they feel seen heard and supported but they know that my ultimate focus is the children and ensuring that they are safe at all times and I will completely snap if <laughs> they do something that jeopardizes that um I do not take for granted someone saying like, I trust you with my most prized possession. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like my staff understands that like we are better together. And so if we all like row the boat in the same way. We're doing everything on one accord and doing our best and feeling our best then like things will work out. Um, it's hard to um, sometimes get through to people who don't have the same faith as you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they, you know, they have different perspectives. But when stuff hits the fan, like there's only one Holy Ghost. Everybody's saying Jesus. Everybody's calling on God. And so I, f- I think that that the spirit is, you know, like I pray for my building. I pray for my staff, the teachers. Um, I want parents to understand that all of these people that spend so much time with their children are pouring into them on a consistent basis every day. Everything Mm -hmm. they say is like, it can make the difference in, the way a child's life pans out, depending on, on what that is. I've had some crazy things said to me as a, a young Black girl. So 
uh, all of these things. Or fellow educators, or both. And, and from educators, when I was in school, like people said crazy things to me, right? Mm -hmm. That would have me think I couldn't do something. Or like, I'm sure there are people, if I told them I was a director of operations at a middle school right now, they'd be like, I'm sorry, what? No way. And it's like, yes way, right? Um, that reminds so me right quick, like my mom, um, when she was in school, uh, a teacher told her, maybe you should focus on doing hair. Mm. And that thing drove my mother to get two doctorates. And right. like, because it right. was that small, hey, maybe you should just do this thing here that we're right. going to say black people should only focus on that thing right. like lit a fire under my mother for not even in her uh because she was always she was always a teacher but when uh, my brother and i were old enough she went back to school and it was almost we teased it because it was like she stayed in school after she went back it was like all right well what are you going back for now what, what what's the, right. what's the masters we're getting now but it was because of that one little Hey, maybe you should right. be here. That completely ignited a, a different fire to have her trajectory change. And I feel like what you're saying is, at the end of the day, your team knows how you feel about them, but as a whole, we're here for the kids. Absolutely, and and God, thank God that that's how your mom ran with that statement right yeah, there's so many oh my god and what if she decided to do here like what was that path going to be right so and and not to say there's anything wrong with doing here because i know some amazing people that do amazing things in this world because they chose that path but it's just like i'm not here for limiting um beliefs uh student beliefs and desires and the things they uh can do even when their behavior says otherwise even when they make choices that say like you know it's hard to look past flaws sometimes as educators our job is to assume the best and then support them in being the best um in mentioning like Columbine and Valdi like I had we had our students like review the second amendment review all of these incidents that have happened over time before they were even born and write letters to congress um in support of um changing laws locally for mm -hmm. you know so it's like i just say that to say like we can look at these tragedies and say like this is terrible, I'm afraid. Or we can look at these tragedies and say like, this is not in vain, this is not okay. We are, we are able to make a difference. We are responsible for how our future turns out because at the end of the day, like these children that we are pouring into will one day be sitting in these seats in Congress determining my social security and I need them to know what they're talking about <laughs> I need them to know what they're talking about um but yeah so the focus is always on 
like we're better than this we're greater than this we can recover from this um and we could do it together that's that's the only option would you say the past three years professionally have been the most challenging of your entire life in terms of uh pandemic which you mentioned before what, what's happening now but specific more specifically the pandemic because i'm sure that's no one plans hey we're going to be out for x y and z and have to switch to homeschooling and like so what was that like um it's funny because i always um i walk around at work massless now which i know people might think it's absolutely crazy but the running joke is that covid doesn't want me because i've yet (laughs) (laughs) i've yet to test positive for covid19 um and so like it's almost surreal that what we've experienced in the past few years honestly like i just remember us having kids like kids would come to school with sanitizers like february kids were coming to school with sanitizer you we like yeah that should probably you should probably have sanitizer you should probably like have all these things and so we started buying sanitizer at school and this is before the government was even like or the cdc rather was even like here's what um the protocol is protocol wasn't even a thing um and then we were getting closer and then the world shuts down we were like wow this is happening and I think there was this sigh of relief um and a for this break which wasn't really a break because a lot of people struggle with remote learning mm-hmm. um not just students but like a, a staff teachers educators who weren't technologically savvy like struggled and but there was this sigh of relief that educators were like finally something that's like giving us a break because educators needed a break before the pandemic and I don't not to say that remote learning was a break but it was a time for them to like step away from the the rigmarole of the everyday life as an educator and really think about what's important to them um and I love that for us the problem was people started to like reevaluate their priorities <laughs> and their life and their careers and I'm like they were like hell no we're not going back and I'm like what do you mean you're not coming <laughs> like what like we're going back in the building now y'all and I think it was at that moment that I realized like wow this is different. Like, I I really, I took some blows during that time and not because educators didn't want to be- No, this is a family show, come on. Yeah. It's a a family show. It wasn't because educators (laughs) didn't want to be educators. It was like, people didn't want a life. 
Like this was a this was a different level of ministry that I was not prepared for. And I think that is where the challenge came from for me because it wasn't it was no longer about being a boss and it was more about hard work and supporting and coaching people through their life choices work heart like h-e-a-r-t heart work it be because you really had to like now coach people through their life choices their mental health around the effects of COVID-19 like people having different um concerns around being present with COVID-19 plaguing um schools like because schools were a breeding ground for COVID-19 so it was just like really it was really hard <laughs> and I almost now, quit. I'm not going to Okay, I'm glad you said that. Because I was going to ask you, I know, all right, so if we back up, March 22nd is my son's birthday. He had a mm. party, I think it was the 19th, 2020. And I remember at that party, we had to rush people home because they, they were putting the mandate in that, uh, there was the curfew and no, everybody couldn't be outside. And he was in school. And then the next thing we knew it was, oh, well, he's doing remote. And we don't know how long it's going to be. Talk to me about the space that you were in because you're used to going to church on Sunday. To you, like It's a routine. Mm-hmm. Church on Sunday, work on Monday. Talk to me about that space in 2020 where there was church on zoom on sunday and what are we doing about school on monday um so and this is something i've reflected on a lot in the past few weeks um not even maybe past month is that i never stopped i never took a break i never Mm -hmm. slowed down i was like jumping in at the time um I was not at the time I wasn't leading two schools but I was transitioning from leading one school and going over to another school to lead a different school so I was like it was hard leaving a staff it kind of in the middle of that Mm-hmm. Um, because I'd worked there for so long and we had built relationships and COVID was like, what the hell is this? Like, we didn't know, <laughs> we didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> so it was like this emotional roller coaster of like, uh, this is not goodbye. This is like, I'll see you later. And then it was like learning this new staff who I'd, I'd never met in person because we were all on Zoom. So, and you know, people, they, they give you a different energy on Zoom than when they stand in face-to-face. And Listen. yeah, Listen. so it was a little bit of that. But aside from that, now we haven't spoken about Renata Del Carmen brand, any of that, but I have that happening, which is focusing on self-care, skincare, self-care essentials. So I'm like, people are going to need, people want this now. They want to figure out how to 
like stay well like wellness is big right now so I'm like not necessarily how can I capitalize on this moment but more so like people are leaning on me in this moment for like support around self-care and wellness so I have the school you better come on with this commercial you better come on with this commercial So I have this, well, I'm trying to paint the picture for you. So I have this school scenario happening. And then I have this, like, trying to figure out what my brand and business is doing because, like, that's that's my passion. That's my purpose. So, like, what happens with that now? And then I'm still, like, supporting others who now have different businesses and organizations that are shut down and don't know how to pivot in a pandemic like I host by April I was hosting a whole online event marketplace for people to sell their stuff online it was like honestly like just kept rolling with the punches and so I think because I was so busy like I didn't even really realize like the world has shut down Renata like do you realize like the world has shut down but I still had kids who had to figure out how to get Chromebooks and computers to helping parents figure out how to get on Google Classroom through their iPhone like it was very wild not so much chaotic but just like operating out of like hope and just really grace because lord no at that time who knew what was going to happen people in new york obviously the death toll was wild and so it also came with the many people who were students who were losing parents or grandparents um i at the time had lost family members not to covid but like other health conditions. So, and I have a family, a lot of family. As I said, my mom was a nurse. She was going to work. My cousin is a nurse in ICU. She was working with COVID patients. My cousin is a captain of police department in Miami. So like, we were just like, Lord help, please. Um, And I know a lot of people experience that, but I I look back now, like, wow, like we really did that. Like we really walked through that fire. Can you like, just to run down a couple of things that we have had to live through Mm -hmm. uh, and like noticeable Mm 9-11. Columbine school shootings mm-hmm. and a whole pandemic. Like the younger kids who only had to deal with the pandemic, that's like the brunt of it. But you have people like us who've been around for these things, and it's like literally can see history books being um, being reworded to now add these events as parts of history. It's crazy. And And you you can't tell me I wasn't, I didn't go through Katrina. I'm not from, (laughs) I wasn't in New Orleans, but I was pregnant with my daughter and the emotional roller coaster. my God. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah, it, it's crazy when you think about it. Um, I want to get almost futuristic with you. Um, I want to stop and say I commended you before about being a single mom. I commend you again for being a, a principal, director of operations, a principal, um, <laughs> <laughs> and leading two different schools through a pandemic, having the kids' future um, as your primary North Star, having businesses, being a help to other people, and just having this foresight um, for business, I want to commend you as an Af African-American woman who is not only making moves now, but will continue to make um, earth-shaking moves as this, as you continue just to live life. Um, I want to commend you for that. I want to personally thank you, even though it may seem like, what, what you begging me for? But I, I want to thank you because it's people like you with the drive that you have with the heart work that I love that, um, that you speak about. Um, and this, this drive. That I appreciate you. you. No, nah, no, nah, that's for you. This is for you. Don't appreciate me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do want to thank you because it's dope. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with you because it's but so much um, I can learn for myself from listening to your pod versus just talking to you. Yeah. Right. And um, sometimes it, for me, it can be um, thrust in a group chat. Sometimes you, you'll kind of fall back because you're trying to figure out who everybody is and what they're mm -hmm. doing. Uh, you speak and stuff like that. But it was wanting, hearing you speak and watching you on socials and being like, nah, there's more okay. that we got to get to that made me even reach out to you to have this conversation because I'm like, Wait, she's a principal? She's doing this? That wait, huh? How does she got time? But it made me want to reach out to you. And I want you to know I'm not ending this, but I'm I'm telling you, this is not the last time you're gonna be up here. I can promise you that much. I appreciate you. This means so much to me. Not not just that you recognize me, but that you create this space um for myself and women like me. It is beyond appreciated it truly is um just so good and i love that so much thank you not a problem i'm gonna um ease us into some more lighthearted stuff and um yeah so let's go here what's left on your bucket list bucket list mm. I, I toy with this idea often and I, I play around like I'm, <laughs> I want to do it. And I don't know if I'm scared, but skydiving just won't leave me alone. Do it. We can do it together because I want to go and I have been, but I want to do it. I'm just like, yo, am I going to jump out that plane? Um, but anyone that I know that's done it, don't tempt me because I, I have. I'm 100% serious. I, I want, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. And the same thing has stopped me from 
doing it and I'm keep going, oh, maybe I'm going to get over it, but it just keeps coming back. So people who I know who have done it, um, they say it's like the most exhilarating feeling. I also kind of feel like if I do that, like that's it. Nothing. Fear what? I don't know it. Fear doesn't know me. Um, so this, that, um, I think I want, uh, not I think, but I'd love to get married. Um, I think that's the first time I've said that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, exclusive here on whatever face pod. <laughs> uh, um, I would love to get married. Uh, I envision myself having more children at one point in my life and I think I obviously I love children I love um nurturing children and um my hope is that more children would be in the cards for me but I would love to um have a family and be married to someone that I like just want to have his babies I need to feel like mm, I want to have your babies I want to duplicate you like it has to feel like that that's a bar you said you didn't write bars and you said you <laughs> but that was a bar uh-huh. I, I want to duplicate you okay all right all right don't make me break out my rose that's uh eligible <laughs> hilarious <laughs> which word or phrase do you most overuse and so <laughs> and so okay and so yeah what was your first screen name on the internet on Al Gore's internet are we talking AOL aim or how far back can we go AOL oh, AIM. Are we talking about Black Planet? Where are we going with this? <laughs> what was your give me your Black Planet and your AOL? I think my AOL was Renata's think, Dance. Here we go. Right. No, okay. I, I think it was Renata's Dance. Um uh, yeah, it, it had to be Renata's Dance. I don't remember anything else. And the Black Planet? Um, it was probably Renata Del Carmen. Mine was CR Joker 69. <laughs> I could never make, oh, you know what? I lie. It was Renata since 1980. Because at that time, right. right, at that time, you didn't mind telling people how old you were. At that time. You won't find that 1980 anywhere else. <laughs> not, not in these 2000s. You won't find that 1980 anywhere. And I messing around. When I, made mine, when I made my screen name, I was I would tried every number in the book and nothing was working. And then as a joke to be funny, I was like, let me put 69, see if that takes. And it took, and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm CR Joker 69. And I had that email account to this day. And that's where all my subscriptions and everything else go to or junk mail. But yes, CR Joker 69 to this, to this day. <laughs> oh my God, that is so. Uh... <laughs> to this day. 
I love that people keep those like types of usernames. You know, I only changed it when it was time for me when I got out of uh, college and decided to start looking for a job. I was like, maybe I should create something that doesn't have CR Joga 69 on a resume. That's probably not going to get calls back. So then I had to change it and make a, a more acceptable Gmail account. And thank but, you for that. Thank you. Because yeah. sometimes I see parent emails and I'm like, oh, okay, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay bootylicious forever got it hey listen <laughs> sometimes you give emails to the people that you don't uh you don't expect to email you to you see like, hey yeah take this email i was gonna give out a, a wild email and i'm glad the holy ghost caught my tongue rattled my tongue father thank you bye 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 <laughs> 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 That is too much. Oh, man. Well, Renata, I do this thing up here before I leave. Every guest, I ask them to give me a show or movie recommendation for the folks to watch. This started, um, I think I was doing this since the first episode. And then, like, during a pandemic is when I was really dug deep into it because I'm like, People have ended Netflix. So what else can people watch? What else can people do? And it was just, we're at home with nothing else to do. So why don't we just keep suggesting movies and TV shows? So I do, if you have a show or movie that you would like to recommend, I'll throw one out as well. Uh, hmm. I feel like you might see, I'll try to think of something maybe you haven't seen. Um, have you seen Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu? Yes, I have. I wow. really like it. Awesome. Have you seen, have you watched, here's one we've spoken about education a lot, Abbott Elementary? I was going to ask you, uh, and I'm glad you said that because it just brought it back to my mind. Would you say you're a cross between, <laughs> where do you fall? <laughs> what do you mean, Abbott okay. Elementary? And dangerous minds, like where are you all? So that. funny. <laughs> Even though my staff, well, one of my staff members swears I'm the principal on Albert Abbott Elementary. <laughs> I'm like, this is just not okay that you even said that to me. Um, I'm I am more Abbott Elementary. Though. I am I'm a a good balance with my people and the kids um and I and I like it like that like I want to be relatable especially to the children it's just easier to get more information when something goes wrong (laughs) I feel like you're like I feel like you're a tea sponge and that people just willingly come to you and oh yeah hey yeah yeah i get that vibe for you absolutely i can't Um, think of any other shows to suggest for you Hmm. don't worry you have have plenty of time to suggest them when you come back up here um but mine um since michael b's all in the the news for his 
Actions uh, journal for Jordan. So I have not seen that, and I will. I will actually. Uh, school is uh, breaking for summer soon, so I will have time to binge. I felt your praise just now. I felt, oh I felt my your God, praise. the glory. My Lord. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'll give you another. I'll give you a series that you can actually start if you're looking for something to binge. Um, Paramount Plus. There is a show. I'm just trying to get the name for you because I like it. And I've seen it too many times that now I'm drawing a blank. Um, there's a show on Paramount Plus, and it's called, come on, come on, come on. I'm scrolling now to get you the name of said show. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Hmm. I've not heard of that one, I don't think. It gives you, uh, the Wire vibes, but Mm. it's, it's, yeah. Because they get into a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but Mayor Kingstown would be another one if you haven't seen it. General for Jordan and Mayor Kingstown. Um, yeah, this was great. This was great. I appreciate you for um, ghosting me all the time until we were able to do this. <laughs> you, heard, you heard everything that I do. It gets crazy. It gets so crazy. And I always try to make sure my daughter and my dog don't feel neglected. So, yeah. But I am so glad we made this happen. It's so worth it. And I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. No problem. I feel like you're going to need two separate pages for everything that you do. But let the people know how they can reach you, what you're into, what you're I'm not going to say promoting, but um, where they can get more of Renata and her products and her everything else. Give the people that information. Awesome. I, the easiest way to uh, stay connected to me would be through my website, which is RenataDelCarmen.com. Uh, <laughs> you can get, you can join my email list, um, but also you can see everything there restocks for products the self-care essentials so skincare and it'll be more soon i'm excited about that um a lot of stuff in production and bouncing back from the pandemic so renatadelcarmen.com but also um there are links on my instagram so if you go to rain with renata that's r-e-i-g-n with renata um you can click the link in the bio and find podcasts, websites, um, my book, YouTube, um, or just Google Renata Del Carmen. Um, Google me, nigga. Yeah. Renata. I'm Googleable. It's lit. <laughs> you so funny. Um, I promise I'll make it easier on everyone. Um, but Rain with Renata is probably as far as social platforms where I'm at. All right. All right. Um, Renata, Del Carmen, Cardenas. 
that's it that is it yes yeah my telemundo before we uh air paid <laughs> off roll the mars baby <laughs> oh man that is hilarious we're not gonna tell the people i need to be telemundo and myself that's a whole other story that's another episode I appreciate you again for coming up. Oh, folks, uh, just so you know, get your excuses ready. Um, Renato, this is also something that I do. Because um, people need to take time off. And I'm sorry you're in a position where your employees may or may not hear this, but get your excuses ready so when you call out, um, <laughs> you can use a gamut of different things. But get your excuses ready. Um, I'm sure. I don't want to give you a list of excuses because you should be creative enough to call out of work on your own and not need me to give you an excuse, but get your excuses ready for the time that you do call out. Rada, I appreciate you for coming up here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I hope you had as much fun up here as I did. And I I, that's all I could ask. Um, I hope I've treated you with care and didn't scare you off. If you have me back, I'll be back. It's not a matter of if, but when. Summer's coming, you don't have to deal with these nappy head ass kids and adults. <laughs> <So> you'll be <laughs> free. <laughs> you'll be free. So uh, <laughs> we will definitely plan something uh, soon, but I do thank you and appreciate you. Uh, that's all I got. Have a good one. Thanks.